1: Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. I'm sure you know by now that the door you have just entered leads to a strange world. A land of forbidden fancies, peopled by giants and pygmies, kings and cobblers, saints and sinners. Happy children play in its streets while just behind lurk iniquitous monsters. Unspeakable crimes are committed here and acts of breathtaking valor. You are the sovereign in this place. It is the realm of your own imagination. Our story this time searches one of its deep recesses, the hidden place. Of fear. Our mystery drama, Reunion Fever, was written especially for mystery theater by Sam Dan and stars Phyllis Newman. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. struggle for existence inspired Mr. Darwin to think in terms of natural selection, which in turn led him to speculate on the concept of the survival of the fittest. Like all great truths, survival of the fittest applies everywhere and to everything. As an example, a smarter police force actually creates a cleverer type of criminal. And as science discovers more potent germ killers, we suddenly find ourselves trying to cope with stronger, deadlier, and more stubborn strains of germs. And so, on both a social and medical front, humanity is running a grim race for survival. We're in a city of the Southwest.
2: Come in. Well, come in for crying out. Are you deaf or something? Well, don't you stand there. What do you want? Senor... Bunner, yeah, yeah. My name is Bunner. What do you want? The uh, padrone, the. the uh... Oh, are you from the employment agency? Sì, sì,
3: yes, the employment agency.
2: Oh, yeah, Julius sent you over, huh?
3: Sì, si, sì, si, Signor Julio.
2: Yeah, your name is uh, Emiliano. Sì, si, okay. Emiliano. Yeah, yeah, Well, Julius has sent me words. Okay, look, you just keep out of sight and keep your mouth shut. Okay, understand? Eh? Huh? Comprendi? Sì, sì. Oh, you walk through that door and Marcy will take care of you. Hey, Marcy, this old guy just coming in is one of Julius' beauties. Well, he looks clean enough. Anyhow, make sure he washes his hands good, huh? Uh, put him to work setting up the tables for the banquet. No, no, the, the one in the grand ballroom. Yeah, show him how to set up the dishes and the water glass and the silver. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's going to be some banquet. <sighs> I wish it was over. Uh, 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 hello? Hello? Hey, you know time it is? It's, it's four. Well, it's after four in the morning. Huh? Did I want? Why would I want to tune in the news? Oh, what do I... What do I care about? What are you saying? Oh, Marcy, listen, Marcy, I, I'll call you back, huh? Uh, just let me tune it in. Huh? Uh, radio. Shoot. For the past three hours, the wailing of sirens has pierced the quiet of the early morning hours. All right, Already 47 now. persons have been stricken. Yeah. Hour by hour, indeed minute by minute, the dread number increases. Stricken by what? It's a fever huh? of completely unknown
1: origin, with temperatures running as high as 105 and even
2: The city's chief health officer, Dr. Norma Schwartz, says every resource of the municipal, state, and federal government will be brought to bear on the case. More news as it happens. Uh, uh, Dr. Schwartz?
4: Hello, Mr. Bunner. Um,
2: please sit down. Uh, Doc, what's going on?
4: Have you been listening to the news, reading the newspapers? You're for sure. Then you know as much as anyone else.
2: Yeah, but 47 people are in the hospital.
4: That's now 58. But why? We can't diagnose it. We're getting help from all over the country, but nobody recognizes this thing. Now,
2: look, Doc. Doc, you know me. I run the cleanest operation in this town. You know that there's never been a violation in this joint. I know. Of any kind. Now, how could a thing like this happen in my hotel? How?
4: Well, that's what we're here to find out. I want samples of every bit of food... All the liquids that were served. You'll get them. I want to see every employee who worked the banquet.
2: Will you just tell me when and where you want them, and I'll send them.
4: Thank you, Mr. Bunner. I knew we could count on you.
2: Doc? Doc, you got to get to the bottom of this. Who's going to Who's gonna want to rent a ballroom? Who's even going to want to come into the hotel?
1: The
2: latest number in the mysterious disease, which has been called... Re- Marcy, where's that list I have to send over to the Board of Health? You know, everybody who, who worked the banquet. Where? Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. It's right in front of me. I'm sorry. I just can't think straight. Hmm? What's whose last name? On the bottom of the list? Uh, oh, uh, Emiliana. Oh, no. Oh, no. Take, take his name off, Marcy. I can't have his name on that list. Well, can't you figure it out? Julius sent him over. He is an illegal alien. He'll get deported, we will get fined. Look, just type the sheet over again and leave this Emiliano off it, huh?
4: Ladies and gentlemen of the media, I am sorry to say we are still in the dark as far as this mysterious malady. Reunion fever is concerned. Is it a virus? we don't know. That's sort of a virus? We don't know that either. Ladies and gentlemen... As a doctor and public health official, I'm in the embarrassing and frustrating position of having to say, I don't know, to all of your questions.
5: Maynard.
3: Yes, it's Maynard. Where were you? Where do you think I was, working? I
5: called your office. I called you and I called you. But you were
3: out. Where were you? Now, listen, Cressida. You were out with another woman. I was not. I had to go to the highway to check out a road crew. Oh,
5: Maynard,
3: I'm so scared.
5: You know how scared I am?
3: Oh, now, Cressy. I could
5: die. That's how scared.
3: Now, baby, you don't have to be scared I'd ever take up with another gal. Now, you know I only love you. You mean that, Maynard?
5: Do you really mean that?
3: Cross my heart and hope to die.
5: Oh. Oh, Maynard. You just made me so happy. Oh.
3: What is it, Cressy? The
5: letter. The the letter. What letter? The letter that, that, that came for you. Uh, this letter. Presida? hmm
3: This letter's been opened. You had no right to open a letter addressed to well,
5: me. I, I... I was afraid it was from some woman. I can't help her. I'm jealous.
3: Well? Is it from another woman?
5: I wish it were. Read it. Maynard, read
3: it. All right. Mr. Maynard Tarbell, 23, Grassmer Terrace. Dear sir, you attended the reunion of the West Side High School class of 1960 at the Grand Ballroom of the James Bowie Hotel. What is this? Well,
5: read what it says.
3: You know by now that many of your classmates have come down with so-called reunion fever, a serious and in many cases, fatal disease that has baffled the best efforts of medical science. Sooner or later, everyone who was there will contract this disease.
5: Maynard.
3: This disease is known only to us. We have developed it in a laboratory. It is a form of poison, and only we have the antidote. Don't you see, Maynard?
5: It's some kind of a plot.
3: At least... Half of the victims will die, but you don't have to take the chance. For the sum of $10,000, we will supply you with the antidote and save your life. Maybe. If you want to be sure of living, place an ad in the personal column of the Globe that says, I love life, and you will receive further instructions. If you attempt to contact the authorities in any manner, you will... ...forever forfeit any chance to receive the antidote.
5: Meaning we have to raise $10,000.
3: $10,000? Where would we get... It's your life,
5: darling, your life.
3: Cressida, I'm going to the police. Are you crazy? It's my duty as a citizen. They won't
5: give you the antidote.
3: If the police could catch these criminals... ...and maybe get their hands on the antidote...
5: They are desperate people, clever people. Look at what they did. They were willing to kill more than 250 people.
3: Oh, but these people... They're getting away with murder. What
5: can we do about it? Is it worth your life?
3: $10,000. Well, why didn't they ask for $10 million?
5: I can get $10,000. Oh, no. All I have to do is say to my father, no. Daddy, I need $10,000. No, no,
3: I swore we would never take a nickel from your old man. It's
5: your fault. You wanted to go to that silly old reunion. It was my old high school class. So what are we standing here and arguing about? Do we have a choice? Well, maybe. Maybe again. What kind of baby is it this time?
3: Doctors from all over the country are working on it. Maybe they found something to cure it.
5: What in that letter is that? Amanda, you've got to get that antidote.
4: I can't see anyone. I don't have a minute. Have him explain it to you. Oh, all right, let him in. Yes? Come on in. You're Mr. Tarbell?
3: That's right. Maynard Tarbell. Tell your boss I want to see him.
4: My boss?
3: Yeah, I understand the uh, head doctor here is Dr. Schwartz.
4: I'm Dr. Schwartz.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's me. I always put my foot in the somehow.
4: Mr. Tarbell, please state your business. Here, here. I I, I, I really thought
3: uh, you had to be Dr. Schwartz's secretary. Uh, Mr.
4: Tarbell, I'm very busy. Look,
3: I want to apologize. Uh,
4: uh, Dr. Schwartz. No, look, I told you, we'll make a statement to the press as soon as we have something to go on. At this point, we do not know the cause of reunion fever.
3: Uh, Look, excuse me, Dr. Schwartz, but I guess we do know the cause of reunion fever.
4: What? What did you say?
3: That's why I came to see you. I decided it was the right thing to do, and, and that means no matter what happens, it's the only thing to do.
4: What are you talking about?
3: Well, uh, here, read this letter. Red Purvis was the best friend I had in high school, and he died last night, and uh, so did a lot of other guys and girls I knew. I, I guess I just I have to do something about it.
4: This letter came to you in the mail.
3: Yeah, yes, Dr.
4: And who else knows about it?
3: Uh, Cressida. She, she's my wife.
4: You're a brave man, Mr. Tarbill. A brave man and a good man. Uh, get me, Lieutenant Rayfield, at Homicide.
6: Yeah, this is some letter, Dr. Schwartz.
4: Well, obviously, we are now dealing with a murder plot, Lieutenant Rayfield. This
6: is the letter in the envelope that was mailed in. It's been well handled, so we have no chance for fingerprints. All right, we'll just have to run it down. The one thing I don't understand concerns you, Mr. Tarbell. Yeah, yes, Lieutenant. Don't you believe these guys? Believe them?
3: Well, yes, sir, I believe them. I most certainly do believe them.
6: And what are you doing here? Here? It says if you attempt to contact the authorities in any manner, you will forever forfeit any chance to receive the antidote. So what are you doing here? I mean, Dr. Schwartz and myself, we're the authorities. Why did you show us this letter? It's my duty as a citizen. Yeah, 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 I know all about that, and I don't believe a word of it. Hey, look, Lieutenant, we I don't have... I to... can't figure you out. I mean, people are dying left and right from that thing, and any minute you could come down with that fever. Uh, Ten grand is certainly cheap enough to save your life. But by coming here, you could be signing your own death warrant. Why?
4: Oh, Lieutenant, isn't it possible that some people may be motivated by idealistic considerations?
6: Oh, sure, sure, sure. In the movies, in the books. Because that's what we'd like to believe. But you and I, we can't afford to believe that way. I mean, you're a doctor, I'm a cop. We know how people behave when life and death are on the line. But
4: still, there are those few
6: people... Yes, yes, every now and then you run across a saint. And somehow, I don't think that's you, Mr. Tarbell. So, I'm going to ask you that question again. Why
3: are you here? Well? Uh, Lieutenant, I... I have a confession to make.
1: What sort of confession could it possibly be? Confession, as we all know, is supposed to be good for the soul. But nowhere is it written that confession is beneficial to the body. Well, I too have a confession. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Extreme illnesses, extreme treatments are most fitting. Those are the words of Hippocrates himself, the father and the founder of medicine. Obviously, we're dealing here with a most extreme illness, and an extreme treatment is absolutely in order, provided we can discover what it is. You have a confession, Mr. Tarbell.
3: Yes, I have, Lieutenant. I'm in a spot. Go on. My... uh... My wife. I've been a good husband. A a great husband, but... Well, she's convinced I'm cheating on her. She's... Well, what do you... You call a paranoid on that subject.
4: Are you cheating on her?
3: Well, yeah. Here and there, and now and then. When I get the chance. Mr. Tarbell, where's all this leading us? But but she's never once been able to prove it. All right, well, let's get back to the letter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the letter. I, I had to bring the letter here, because even though I could have... Said nothing and done nothing. Paid out the 10000 which wouldn't mean a thing. Believe me, her, her old man is so rich. It, it... But 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 you would get the antidote and save your life. I don't need the antidote.
6: What do you mean, you don't need the antidote?
3: Because I
4: wasn't at the banquet. I didn't go. But then why couldn't you tell your wife and relieve her mind? You don't
3: understand. She she divorced me. Look, I, I sent in my 10 bucks for a reservation. Sure, it would be a night out and and then i figured why waste it on a reunion i i, I called up some girl you know i, I know and well, do i have to tell you who she is just keep talking well the, the long and short of it is i i spent the evening with this girl at her apartment i i thought i was in the clear and, and then this letter came to the house while i was at work and she opened it because well she she just doesn't trust me. I wonder why. Now, look, Lieutenant, this is a murder case, isn't it? And I'm a witness. You've got to protect me, even if it's against my wife.
6: Don't worry, Mr. Tarbell. She'll never hear it from us. And you have done your duty as a citizen. Well, well, what should I do now? You say you can get the money. Oh, just like that. I'll Bring it here. We'll mark it. And you will follow the instructions. Any luck with the toxicologist, Dr. Schwartz?
4: So far, nothing. The top people in the field are working on it.
6: <sighs> the class of 1960. Someone is trying to destroy it. But why?
4: Well, high school can be a traumatic experience. Yeah. Have Have you checked on the kids who are unhappy, unsocial, resentful?
6: Well, I had a session with the principal. She was supposed to be at the banquet, but fortunately, she who was ill that night... We had a meeting with some of the teachers and guidance counselors who were there during the years 1956 through 60. They remember that class very well. We discussed each student. And? Everyone who seemed to have even the slightest problem, the tiniest grievance. You know something? Everyone is accounted for?
4: Everyone? Well,
6: one way or another. One boy died in Vietnam, one girl died in childbirth. Five of the most likely candidates evidently weren't that unhappy because they attended the banquet and all of them are in the hospital.
4: But but those were the ones who could be spotted. Many kids just nurse a silent grudge until one day... Yes,
6: yes, I know, I know. I'm just saying we ran that lead as far down as it could go. What kind of poison could do that kind of job on people?
4: Nothing that we know of so far. Come in. Yes, Mr. Tarbell.
6: I got the money. Good. We'll mark it with an invisible die, then put the ad in the globe.
2: Yeah. I love life. I know, I know she's busy, but I gotta talk to her. Yeah. Ah, uh, look, look, you said she'd return my call yesterday, and the day before, and the day before that, and I. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, goodbye. Marcy, will you come in here and take a letter, huh? Oh, boy, I am definitely getting a run around here. Oh, Marcy, come in, come in. Sit down, sit down. Now, look, you you write this exactly the way I'm giving it to you, okay? To Dr. Norma Schwartz, uh, chief health officer and so on and so on. Uh, Dear Dr. Schwartz, I know you're busy, but for crying out loud... I cooperated with you, didn't I? I turned the joint inside out and upside down. You want to put me out of business? Can't you make a statement saying that whatever happened, it wasn't the fault of the James Bowie Hotel for 50 years, the landmark of southwestern hospitality, unquote. Okay? Now, you type that up and send it right out. And don't change a single word, even if you did go to college.
5: I'll cut for crying out loud and change joint to hotel, okay?
2: Okay, okay. And don't mail it. I, I I don't want it to get there next Christmas. Have somebody deliver it by hand.
5: Oh, oh Maynard. Maynard.
3: Huh? huh? Wake up. Uh. The phone. Uh. Oh. Yes. Uh. Oh, my gosh. It's three in the morning. Answer it, Maynard. Right. Answer it. Right. Yeah, hello. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't, don't worry. I'm not going to try to trace the call. Uh, Yeah. Uh, What do you want me to do? Maynard, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. No, no, no. I I, I won't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I I got it. Hello. Hello. They hung up.
5: It's about the antidote.
3: Yeah. What do we have to do? I'm not allowed to tell you.
5: But I'm your wife.
3: I know, honey, but it, it would be dangerous.
5: We have to share danger and everything. Uh, uh, Who are you
3: calling? Uh, it's uh, Lieutenant Rayfield's home number. Oh,
5: the police?
3: Oh, you bet your life the police. No. no mean it no. Hello? Lieutenant? Maynard Tarbell. I just got a phone call. I'm supposed to go to the corner of Crescent and Main. And just wait for somebody.
5: Are you to bring the money?
3: Yeah, yeah in an envelope. Uh, when? In exactly one hour.
5: Okay, do it. We'll see the place is covered.
3: Yeah, uh, okay. Mayor, what did you do? What had to be done? These, these people, they'll be watching the
5: place. They'll see the cops.
1: Cressida,
5: please. I don't huh? care how clever the police think they are, they'll be spotted. Cressida, Maine, it's a wide boulevard. Where can the police hide?
3: I I have to get dressed.
5: Oh, it! I'm frightened.
3: The important thing is that these killers must be caught. No.
5: The important thing, the
3: only thing is to live. You have to
5: get that antidote. I'm going to
3: get the antidote. Not
5: if they see the cops. And then you'll be through. Oh,
3: Cressida, baby. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay, I promise. No, no. Look out. Uh, I'll be back right away. No, Maynard. No, 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 honey. I have to go. And that's all there is to it.
5: Maynard
3: Yeah? Do
5: not turn around.
3: Oh, uh, Okay.
5: You have the envelope.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: With ten thousand
3: dollars. Yes.
5: Hold it behind your back.
3: Yeah, sure. No tricks now. No, 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 no tricks. A gun is being
5: pointed
3: at you. Uh, you you can trust me. Hold the
5: envelope.
3: Good. I'll take it. Do that. Turn around. No, no, I, I I won't. Hold still. The antidote. Uh, How about the antidote?
5: Wait till the money is counted.
3: Okay. Okay.
5: Now, your instructions. You will count to 50. Understand? Slowly. Yeah, sure. Like this. One. Two. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get it. I get it. You will then turn around. Walk two doors west. uh, Turn into the vestibule at number 88.
3: Number 88, question. Right, right. Lean against
5: the inside door. Mm -hmm. There is a small bottle. That is the antidote.
1: Take it. Okay. Start to count. Well, with the help of Maynard Tarbell, it appears that the police have led the perpetrators, as they are called, into a trap. Surely the net must catch the fish. After all, this is the kind of thing the police do extremely well. So uh, this should be the end of our story. Except for the Department of Loose Ends. However, the seasoned listeners among you know that this kind of thing can never end here with Act Two. I shall return shortly with our final act. supposed to be the most intelligent of all the animals on the earth. After all, man is the only living creature on the planet who has the ability to make plans. The making of plans. This is truly the thing that elevates us above the beasts. And yet when one considers what happens to so many of the plans we make here below, one wonders how great a gift it is indeed. Dr. Schwartz,
3: I've got the antidote. Right here in this bottle. The antidote? Yeah, look. Get this to a lab or wherever you have to have it analyzed and, and do whatever you have to do to, well, it's you're supposed to do. Maybe we can save some lives.
4: The antidote?
3: Look, I, I didn't wait for anything or anybody. I, I looked up your address in the phone book and, well, I got here as fast as I could.
4: Dr. Kravick? I, I, I know what time it is. Forget it. We have an antidote to reunion fever. I'll explain everything later. Just get over here as quickly as you can. Pick it up and go to the lab. Right.
3: I I got the phone call, and the voice said to go to the corner of Main and Crescent. I tipped off Lieutenant Rayfield to have the place staked
4: out. Were you able to see any... I wasn't
3: going to take any chances. I did as I was told. Whoever it was grabbed the money and took off, but the cops were there to bag it.
4: Oh, wonderful.
3: Oh, I knew how important the stuff was, so I didn't hang around or anything. I, I just rushed over here with it.
4: Well, you did the right thing. But, but most important, we know Lieutenant Rayfield was covering you. The criminal or criminals must have been caught red-handed. We can find out from them just what the poison is. That, that, that would save time. I mean, it could take days to analyze that antidote. It could even be possible. But this way... Uh, yes? Oh, Lieutenant Rayfield. Yes, Lieutenant Rayfield. Frederick Rayfield. What do you mean he's off duty? He has to be there. Now, Sergeant, I am Dr. Norma Schwartz, Chief Health Officer. Just a minute. Are you saying Lieutenant Rayfield has not been at headquarters since he signed out at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon? Sergeant, there must be... What is it, Doctor? Sergeant, what is Lieutenant Rayfield's home number?
6: You went there and delivered the money?
4: Well, sure.
6: Do you mean you didn't... Well, of course not.
4: Then they got away. Lieutenant, I called Uh, you.
6: Somebody's going to have a lot of explaining to do, an awful lot. What are you saying? It couldn't have been three minutes after you called. I wasn't even finished getting dressed, and the phone rings. It was your wife. What? She said they called back whoever they were, and they said it was off. They they, they didn't like the setup or something. They call again tomorrow night and make another arrangement.
3: Cressida said that? Cressida called you?
5: I'll tell you why. I was scared.
6: Mrs. Tarbell, you had no right to interfere with With what?
5: The... With what, Lieutenant? How are you fellows going to be able to plant yourselves without anyone being wise to you? All I did was protect my husband's life. That's more important to me than anything or anybody. My Crescent. That's you... nothing. All I know is you've got that antidote. All I know is you're going to live, and that's all that counts.
6: The voice on the phone—was it a man or a woman?
3: I, I don't know. It—it it, it could have been either. It spoke in a whisper. How can you tell? And you didn't
6: see the person who made the pickup. All I heard was a voice. Yes, and uh, also a whisper, you said, huh?
3: Yeah, it, it said there was a gun being held on me. I, I, I was told to pass the money back without looking, count to 50, and go to the vestibule of number 88 Crescent and pick up the antidote.
1: Did you
6: see or hear anything you might be able to recognize?
3: Lieutenant, I wasn't bothering with any of that. I thought you guys had him trapped. All I wanted to do was get my hands on
4: that antidote. Dr. Schwartz? What's that? You're positive. Yes, Dr. Craddock.
6: Well, at least we got the antidote out of it.
4: I see. I'm afraid we didn't. What? Unless it's sugar and water. Sugar and water? That is what is revealed by chemical analysis. But, but, but it can't be
3: $10,000 for sugar and water. Cold-blooded killers.
4: All right, let's get to some of the others on the list. Ask them if they've received a similar letter. That's
6: already been done. No one will admit to getting one.
4: But surely... Everyone's they're... scared. I can understand it. But, but now we can say to them, look, don't be fooled. It's a scheme to get money. This is all it is, sugar and water. No
6: one would believe you.
4: So, what are we going to do?
6: All right, Doc, let's start at the beginning. Somebody is out to destroy the Westside High School class of 60. Who? Why? We've asked the principal, some teachers. Okay, here we have Maynard Tarbell. Maynard, who among your fellow students would want to wipe out the whole class?
3: Well, there was a time when I wanted to. I I did a lot of work for the school, and when I ran for class president, they gave it to somebody who never did a lick. all right, who else? Well, there was one kid who really got razzed all the time. You know, he stuttered, and people would laugh.
4: Whatever happened to him?
3: His name was, uh...
6: Uh, Banks. George Banks. And I checked him out. He's the one who was killed in Vietnam.
4: Anybody else? Uh, may, may, maybe someone a teacher wouldn't know about, but a student would. No,
3: no. Forget the students. I can think of a teacher. A teacher? Yeah, she was kind of an old maid. Wore a lot of makeup and dressed funny. Uh, she taught French. And between you and me, I don't think she was all there. Anyhow, uh, she's the teacher the kids played all the tricks on. And some of them were pretty mean, like... She'd open a desk drawer and it'd be a snake, you know. Yeah, that sounds like a great school. Well, the idea was to get her to lose her temper because then she'd turn purple and you'd swear her hair was standing
4: on end and she'd scream at everybody at the top of her lungs. If she's the one who did the poisoning, I'm not really sure whose side I'm on. And what was her name? Um, LeBlanc. Marie who gets LeBlanc.
3: Is there anyone else? Like opening a can of worms. Yeah.
6: Oh, hello. Uh, Connect me with the
3: principal, please. But how deep do some grudges go? How how long do some people nurse
6: them? Mr. Lucas, this is Lieutenant Rayfield. Uh, Do you still have a French teacher there named uh, Miss LeBlanc? Oh, I see. No, no, no. That's all I have to ask at this point. I'll let you know. Thank you. Goodbye, sir. Miss LeBlanc has been in a sanitarium for the past five years. (laughs) What he meant to say was an insane
3: asylum. So that lets her out.
4: Lieutenant, why did Mr. Tarbell here get that note? He was not at the banquet.
3: You you promised me my wife would never find out.
4: His name was on a list, don't you see? Yeah, yeah,
6: his name was on a list. That's obvious.
4: Therefore, his name was chosen from a list.
6: Well, that's obvious, too.
4: Furthermore, there'd be no point in sending him that note. Actually, it would be dangerous if he were already dead or in the hospital. So, therefore, his name was checked off against a list. So the killer has a list.
6: Well, that's obvious.
4: How did the killer get that list?
6: How did the killer get... Hey, just a minute.
4: Mr. Tarbell, whose idea was the banquet?
3: (laughs) That's easy, Larry Jackson. He's a real booster.
4: Jackson. Jackson.
3: Let's have a reunion. Everybody says, yeah, hey, great, but it takes work, and only Larry was willing to do it. He got the hotel, the dinner,
4: everything.
6: So, he had this list,
3: huh?
4: Jackson... (sighs) Jackson, yes. I remember the name now. He was one of the first fatalities. All right,
6: that list. He had to send it to the hotel so that they could arrange place cards.
4: Okay, now who at the hotel would know about that list?
2: Who? Well, yeah, me? Well, it, was, it was sent to this office, but I, ne- I never read it. What did I care? Who else? Oh, My secretary, Marcy. Oh, which, which reminds me, uh... I have this letter to mail to you. You might as well take it and save me a stamp. Uh, Look, about the list... Lieutenant. Just a second. Look, Dr. Schwartz, I cooperate all the way. I need help now. Read that letter. You'll see why. Very well. Hey, Secretary Marcy, I'd like to talk to her. Be my guest. Uh, Marcy, you want to come in here? You see, Doc, I have a legitimate beef, don't I? This thing could drive me out of business.
4: We'll get this thing cleared up as quickly as we can. I understand your position, Mr. Bunny. I
2: know, I know you understand, but what can you do about it?
4: What could I do about the 21 people who died, or the 70 who are still in the hospital?
2: Oh, uh, Marcy? Come on in, this is uh, Lieutenant Rayfield and Dr. Schwartz, and this young man, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name.
3: Well, hey, it's Marcy, Marcy Wilson. Y- you remember me? Yes, yeah. You yeah. yeah, mean it? ta Marcy? Oh, uh, she's also a member of the class of 60. Did you go to the reunion? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, sh- I shouldn't have asked. Oh, well,
5: I, I do banquets for a living. I just wouldn't go to one
3: for fun. Why shouldn't you have
6: asked, Mr. Tarbell? Huh? Well, well, what do you mean,
5: Lieutenant? Uh, what did you want, Mr. Bunner?
6: Now, just a minute. Why shouldn't you have asked her if she'd gone to the banquet? What are you trying to hide, Mr. Tarbell?
5: Oh, uh, nothing.
3: Uh No, 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 nothing. You said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked. What does it mean? Oh, uh, uh, no, nothing. It's just just a way of talking. I I mean, if, if someone didn't go to a banquet, I have no right to ask why. But
6: how do you know she didn't go?
3: Uh, She just said so, didn't she?
6: Yeah, she said so after you asked.
3: Well, Marcy?
4: Marcy? What did you do with the $10,000? What
5: are
4: you talking about? Suppose Lieutenant Rayfield were to get a search warrant. Would we find it hidden in your home? I don't know what you're talking about. This letter you typed for Mr. Bunner, it was addressed to me. Now, would the type be the same as the letter you wrote to Mr. Tarbell? No. No, I I didn't do anything. Why did you poison those people?
3: Oh, good Lord, no. What is it? I'm I'm sorry, Marcy. I'm truly sorry, but I I have to tell. You
5: can't.
3: You can't violate the school honor
5: code. Only the awards committee knows, and they all swore. Marcy, this is murder.
3: That was the year the students voted on who was to get the medals at graduation, and Marcy was supposed to get the honors for chemistry. Chemistry? Yeah, but Larry Jackson called a meeting of the awards committee, and charged Marcy with cheating. He was
5: jealous. He wanted the medal.
3: We held a closed meeting, and after hearing all the evidence... It was all lies. We decided that Marcy was actually guilty. Nobody else knew about the trial. Nobody else knew why Larry Jackson got the medal instead of Marcy.
4: Please, Marcy, tell us the chemical or whatever it was. People are in danger. But I didn't poison them. We can prove you wrote the note. You know we'll find the money. All right. All right. Listen, I hate everyone in that
5: class. When when that disease or whatever it is hit them, I said, great. Served every one of them right, but believe me, I didn't do it. I didn't. Well, sure, I figured I could. What I did was wrong, but it was a way to scare the rest of you, to make you pay.
4: You voted against me, Maynard, and I was going to send letters to everyone else on the committee who didn't die. Marcy, please understand. Tell us, what poison did you use? I swear to you, I didn't. Okay, I committed a crime.
5: I guess it's extortion. I'm guilty, but... Believe me. I didn't kill anybody.
6: Okay, Marcy. I'm afraid you'll have to come along with me.
2: Hello? Oh, Julius. Yeah, uh, look, I need some kitchen help. What about that, uh, what's his name, uh, you know that Emiliano? You know, the, the old guy. Yeah, well, they make the best workers. They do the job to keep the mouth shut. Because they're aliens, you don't have to list them. You know what I mean. Well, if you send me that Emiliano the other guy. Huh? Oh, he's gone back to his own country, huh? Well, send me somebody just as good. Emiliano. They
6: say you have come back.
3: Yes, Hefe. I have come home.
6: But you were sent away.
3: I am very old, Hefe. I have come home to die.
6: Yes, but I must think of every man, woman, and child in this village.
3: Please, El Hefe.
6: Emiliano, you have been cursed. You carry in your blood the angry devil of fever, the killing devil... And everyone you touch...
3: Please, El Hefi, I shall stay here in my hut. I shall go nowhere, see no one.
6: In
1: your blood
6: is El Muerto del Diablo, the devil's death.
3: I dream I must come home to die. I shall lie down on my bed. I shall never rise again. Let me die here. No more shall I give El Muerto del Diablo. I will die here in peace.
1: Reunion fever or El Muerto del Diablo. It depends on where you live, the language you speak, or the culture of your society. What happened to Marcy Wilson? They may or may not bring charges. They have all kinds of circumstantial evidence. It depends on how strong they think they can make the case. Is she guilty? Let's explore that one in just a few minutes. Is Marcy Wilson guilty? Did she callously murder so many of her former schoolmates? More people have been murdered for smaller motives. We don't know. The story has told itself. Like most of life, it's a mystery. Our cast included Phyllis Newman, Paul Hecht, Bob Caliban, E.V. Jester, and Joe Silver. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule.